welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. I'm so excited today. Get ready to have your socks blown off. You are going to love this interview all about manifesting everything you desire. Michaela Arrington is the modern millennial manifestation queen behind Michaela Jai LLC. Based in Lincoln, Nebraska, Michaela is single-handedly changing the way millennials look at spirituality and motivation by giving a step-by-step process for manifestation. Her company is on a mission to prove that you can too manifest your next level lux life. All it takes is getting your mindset in check, defining your magic, and letting manifestation be easy AF. Between Michaela's constant jet setting and vibe raising, she's also a full-time student studying fashion, French, and international studies. In the short year that Michaela has been practicing intentional manifestation, she has called in everything from paid college to Louis Vuitton bags. Her platform inspires hundreds daily with her mastery moment tips on Instagram stories where she shares the lessons she's learning in real time with actionable steps to make shit happen. She's taught dozens of millennial women her signature mindset, magic, and manifestation method so they can step into their next level luxe selves, travel the world, and buy all the designer bags they desire. So this is going to be pure magic. Let's go ahead and dive into this and get started. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. I've got Michaela Arrington here, and I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to get to know you and have my audience listen to you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. It was so funny. We were just like clarifying her last name and I totally almost <laughs> messed it up again. It's so because I was like, Arrington, Arrington, and then we were talking about this. It's just like such a good conversation. I feel like sometimes I feel like we should start recording, like even pre-record. Oh, I know. Like, it's always so funny the things that happen, but you guys will have never, you'll never know. You'll have You'll know. never know about our Clorox wipe conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, Michaela, just tell us like about you and I don't even know, whatever you want to share, how you got to where you are today, whatever you feel called Mm -hmm. to share in the journey about what you do. Yeah. So I always say that I'm a manifestation success coach because I really 
really enforce manifestation, but it being like successful. So very practical, very grounded. I'm such a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, we need action steps. This needs to make sense. And so one of the big things that I teach on for manifestation is just for my clients to decide what they want and then just go take some fucking action. So that's really what I'm all about. I teach Mm -hmm. mindset and what I like to call magic. So anything from spirituality, a religion that maybe resonates with a client or my audience. Um, anything from like tarot to astrology to all of the fun things. Um, and I'm also a college student. So I'm in college full time. I'm only 21 years old, which is always mind-blowing to people. (laughs) Um, so it's been so fun. I started my business actually in August. So I've been running it for about nine months and I was a blogger before and kind of transitioned into just doing manifestation coaching. And I travel the world basically every single month. I skip a lot of school, but it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's crazy kind of how everything has grown and evolved over time. I think doing, using manifestation in my business and in my life has definitely helped me see success so quickly. Um, it's not normal to own a business at 21 and be in school and travel and be as successful. So I love to use that as kind of like inspiration for people around me. Um, my mom is always super mind blown by me. (laughs) So So funny that you mentioned that I literally just got a message from my mom today saying that she was listening to one of my episodes. She's like, I think I'm super behind, but she was like, it's my mind, the things that you talk about and the things that you know. And I was like, Oh my God, what? Isn't it so nice when you have that and you're like, oh God, I love you so much. I know. (laughs) It's so cute. And I really think that a lot of times, like I believe like part of my spiritual beliefs is that we choose to reincarnate whenever we want into this lifetime. And I'm not like super like crazy, like, woo, but um, I definitely believe that we choose to come into our lifetime at this time. And something I read a long time ago was like, sometimes we reincarnate to save our parents to like help them wake up while they're on earth. And so they kind of have their own spiritual awakening, which I think is really interesting because it's while I've become more spiritual, my whole family kind of has as well. So it's been so weird. Like my mom, she's taken my courses. Like I've coached her before, which is so fun. And yeah, we talk about like manifestation all the time. My dad is super into it. He's um pretty psychic as well. And like my brother is more of like the hippie side, but it's just interesting to kind of see the evolution of your family. Like once we choose to stand in our power. Yeah. That's really beautiful. What a beautiful thought, you know, because it sounds like everybody really got on board with what you're doing mm-hmm. and your vision where some people maybe aren't as lucky as, as that. And maybe some people totally. have a really hard time. Um, and I don't know if you, if you experienced any weirdness when you first started or, or anything that you help your clients through, especially when it comes to manifesting. Cause if we know that we're always manifesting at all moments in time, which I right. do believe to be true, then mm-hmm. really we should be able to manifest our significant others in our families getting on board with our business as well. So Mm -hmm. maybe we could talk about that a little bit for those people who are starting a business are already in a business, but their loved ones don't really believe in it. Their loved ones are like, I don't understand what (laughs) you're doing and why you're doing this. What tips would you have for them to kind of flip that and manifest their dream desired support system? Yeah, no, that's super interesting. I feel like we don't talk about, like, nobody talks about that a lot. Um, When I first kind of, like, came out of the spiritual closet and started talking about manifestation openly, I was terrified because I live in Nebraska. It's really conservative. So it's like, 
it's like you're Catholic or you're Christian and that's that. Um, and so it was really scary. And like, I have a tattoo of an earth sign on my arm and like, even my family member, one of my family members commented like cult when I posted about it, like, oh my people aren't the most supportive here, but I've been yeah. really, really lucky to have my family support me. And I think yeah. for anybody who does like kind of want to manifest that into their life, you just need to decide that's how it's going to be for you. Because I remember when I finally like came out about all of this and started talking about manifestation openly and posting about it on Facebook, I was just like, people want to hear what I have to say. And I'm always supported by my family, no matter what. When I was in high school, mm -hmm. I actually lived alone for a while. I have a super crazy life story, but I knew that I was always supported. Even if my parents yeah. weren't with me, I just had that deep knowing of they knew that I had my shit together. They knew that I could get things done that I needed to. And so I think it was just that sense of knowing that sense of decision that made that occur into my life. And anything in manifestation, it's like, yeah, we are manifesting everything all the time in every moment. So you just need to be certain. And I think when people are afraid of how others are going to react, that's what they end up manifesting because that's what they're thinking about. They're like, Oh my God, what if they think I'm super weird? And then they end up thinking you're super weird. Cause that's what you're thinking about. So, so how me, do we switch that? Like yeah. literally diving into that deeper before we brush, brush on that. How do we mm -hmm. switch that to manifesting what we actually desire rather than just the things that we're already freaking out about? Yeah. I say get into your journal. Um, I'm a huge person for journaling. I journal every single day. So many pages. Uh, I fly through journals, but just get in your journal and write about your fears. I think the most important thing you can do is identify them so you can dissipate that energy because yeah. it's like it's going to be rumbling in the back of your head if you don't actually deal with it. And so what I do is I kind of write down like, what is my desire? If you want to start a business and you're afraid of how people are going to react, write down, I want to start a business and then write down all the fears and the limits that come up with that. Because we're all human. We're always afraid of doing things all the time. Um, it's just yeah, our ego. Exactly. Right. Play. Yeah. At every yeah. level, there's new fears that pop up. There's new shit that comes up. Totally. Yeah. So it's totally normal. And just writing them down and identifying them and not judging them. Like sometimes yeah. I will write down my fears and it'll be the same fear over and over and over again. But I just yeah. don't judge myself for that. Cause it's like, you just have to keep working through it. And then this is where I really make the shift. I go through and I prove every single one of them wrong. Um, if maybe one of my fears is, Oh, people are going to think I'm weird. And then me proving it wrong would be, well, if they think I'm weird, they're not my people and kind yeah. of proving yourself wrong, writing down what you actually truly believe and just yeah. reaffirming that over and over and over again until it sticks. And it's really an ongoing process for anything you desire. Mm, this is so good. Well, I really want to dive into too, because you have obviously a lot of things going on. You have school. Um, you're yeah. 21, which is so amazing. That's awesome. I mean, I started my first business when I was 22. So mm -hmm. I totally get like feeling like people are like, look at you and you're like, oh my God, you're only 21, 22. Do you have a business? Yeah. I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> now I'm 26, but <laughs> I'm going to be 27 soon. But it's so funny how that, how life happens so fast. So um, I want to talk about how you were able to balance starting a business, going to school, and then also continuing to travel to live out your dream mm -hmm. and, and really balancing all of that and what that looked like for you. <laughs> I laugh because I always think there's no balance. <laughs> you just do it all. Um, this semester has been the most trying semester of my college career. Yeah. And I think it's because my business has picked up so much. It's growing so quickly. Like I have two employees and it's just, 
I'm traveling a lot for work now and hosting events that there is just a lot going on with the business. So school kind of takes the back burner, but how I really balance it and kind of shift my mindset around it is I'm okay with not being the best college student because you have to think about it in terms of the big picture. So it's like, okay, maybe you haven't, I think of college as my annoying nine to five that I can't leave yet. So, (laughs) So anybody can relate to this. If you have an annoying nine to five, but you're also running a business, just know that's like, you don't have to be the best at your job all the time. If it's not your long-term vision for me, I'm getting yeah. the degree cause I actually get paid to go to school. So I'm like, I'm just finishing it, getting my paycheck and going home. And then I'm going to, after I graduate in December, I'm just going to be running my business. So that's my balance is reminding myself, okay, if I'm feeling super low energy, I'm not going to go to school today. If I'm exhausted after working, maybe I'm going to slip up on one homework assignment and really not beating myself up about that because I know what I'm actually working towards. And then for the travel thing, I just make it a priority. People ask me about this all the time because I travel one to two times every single month. And it's for two reasons. One, Nebraska drives me fucking crazy. It's so boring here. <laughs> um, but I was raised here and, and I have in-state tuition. So that's yeah. why I'm still here. Um, so it gets super boring. So I have to leave. I get bored really easily. And two, travel is just my first love. I love seeing the world. I manifest the most while I'm traveling because I'm just in such a state of flow. And so for that, I just make it a priority and I've, I'm really, really good at manifesting travel deals. So that makes it easy too, but that's so fun. yeah, it's just kind of dividing up your calendar based off your priorities. So for me, I have like specific days where I only work and then I have specific days where I only do school and sometimes things overlap. I mean, things happen yeah. or like maybe yeah. I'm running a little bit late on a work project or, you know, there's an extra assignment one week and you just roll with the punches, honestly, and you sleep, you have to sleep or you'll lose your damn mind. So that goes yeah. for anybody who's balancing a nine to five and business or school or whatever. It's just, well, and it's so funny. I, I, I asked that also because I'm just curious and, and because I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. So I'm traveling the world and then I'm working on top of that. And to be honest, I really have found it hard to travel and literally, cause I'm living over here mm-hmm. as I'm traveling and I'm still experiencing life, but it's, it's, it's been an adjustment to adapt and shift into working in the evenings and then also mm-hmm. just working while you travel. Cause usually we're yeah. so used to traveling and just mm-hmm. that's our vacation. Right. And then when you shift it into it being your lifestyle, it's, it's really different. It's like, yeah, it's totally different. It's an interesting balance in like getting yourself to actually sit down and do the work because you're like, oh, there's so many cool things and cool restaurants and like there's just fun stuff to do and people to meet. And you're like, oh shit, but I need to do this. And I always just like, whenever I'm stressed about all of the things there is to do, I just sit down and think like, what's the long-term vision. Okay. If I need to sit down for three hours and work on my computer, like, wow, thank God. Like I'm so blessed that I get to sit down on a beach in like Mexico or, you know, wherever and get to work. And then I can go have drinks and go dance and go do whatever I want. So Mm -hmm. it's, I think everything in life is just figuring out what you're willing to give up to have the things you want. And for me, it's like, okay, if I have to give up a couple days a week to just finish my degree and then have freedom for the rest of my life, then I'll do it. If I have to give up like hanging out with my friends on the weekends, so my business can thrive. Okay. So be it because then I'm going to make a ton of money and then we can do whatever we want for the rest of our lives. So exactly. it's always like, I guess, 
what are you willing to do for the things you want? Right, like short-term sacrifice for mm-hmm. the long-term goal, right? Because that's, exactly. that's what we're chasing after is this bigger vision, this bigger mission. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you're so right. It's like, I was actually just talking to someone about this and I was like, I'm so blessed um, and grateful that I didn't really need to work at all this month and I was still bringing in over $10,000 like cash. And I was like, I was like, "Mm, that's pretty cool. Now, like, of course now I'm like, okay, now I worked through whatever I needed to work through. I was also sick for three weeks, which was not Mm. fun. And so it was like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) now I feel ready to move. And that's the beautiful thing about Mm. business is that we're creating something that when we are inspired and excited and, and motivated, we are working. But those times where we need to take a step back, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay totally. to not, you know. And so maybe let's talk about that too, because you t- you mentioned earlier how I just don't judge myself. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. I don't judge myself on the thoughts. I don't judge myself on the fears. I don't make it mean anything. Mm-hmm. But so many people have the problem of making things mean things. And right. Really, we can only feel the way that we allow ourselves to feel from a situation or from some, mm-hmm. what someone says, etc. So, how do you release the judgment on yourself, especially as you're moving towards trying to manifest some really big things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something I've definitely had to work up over time because I think. Once we're going through that period of self-awareness, we're like starting to judge everything because we're like, oh, where am I not being present? Or like, oh, where am I not doing this? And so you're Mm. starting to bring that self-awareness and it's really easy to quickly judge yourself. But something I say all the time, and it's almost like annoying how often I say it, I always say that there's no such thing as good or bad. It's a social construct. So just the idea of like, making making a good decision or a bad decision, or this is right, or this is wrong. It's all bullshit. Like there's no mm-hmm. such thing. It's right, just, like, it doesn't really exist. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I think when we can bring that self-awareness into like our just conscious mind and be thinking about that all the time, you start to drop it slowly. And it's just a practice. So sometimes when I'm doing my journaling and maybe I write down the same fucking money fear for the 50th time. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, why is this still coming up? I just remember that. I'm like, okay, that just shows there's more work to do. It doesn't mean anything. It just shows there's more energy that needs to come out. So new energy can kind of come in. Um, and I, it's just a practice of choosing to shift and just know that it's not a good or bad thing. You don't need to judge yourself. And I used to have a really bad eating disorder. So I've always been like super judgmental towards myself and I think coming back to self-love really helps as well. And knowing that even when you're doing this work and when it might be hard and you might be frustrated about the same fears coming up, just knowing that you're doing this because you love yourself and because you want to show up as your best self. And yeah. that even if the if, even if you have to write the same forgiveness letter to the same parent a million times to make you feel better, that at the end of the day, it's helping you become a better person. And that's what actually matters. Yeah, absolutely. So Um, and that's, that's so strong too. You know, it's like loving ourselves. I feel like we are so quick to put ourselves on the back burner and -hmm. we're so quick to put everyone first and all of the things we have to do first and that we forget. So besides journaling, what else do you really love to do to kind of bring you back into just really loving yourself and vibing Mm -hmm. on yourself and just feeling good? Yeah, I have a couple of things. I am like, my whole life is like basically a giant ritual. I'm like so ritualistic. (laughs) Um, And one of my favorite things to do is a bath ritual. So this is something that I usually do in the mornings. I've been traveling a lot lately, so I haven't been able to do it recently, but I sometimes will even do it at night. So 
I'll just do like bath salts and I'll put crystals in the water and just like take a bath. And sometimes I'll watch like YouTube videos or something. That's like a huge form of self-care for me is just watching funny YouTube videos and laughing because my like favorite thing in the world is just to laugh and like dance. So I'll take a bath ritual, do that. I love to stage my apartment and just dance around to like some good rap music. Um, It's like trapping and being spiritual at the same time is one of my favorite things. And also, um, probably the third one would be getting Starbucks. I drink Starbucks like every day, which is a little ridiculous, but I'm here (laughs) for it. Um, and I just love to drive like my windows down and have my music blaring and getting my coffee and just being like so appreciative that I live a life where it's okay that I buy Starbucks every day. Like I can afford to go to Starbucks every day and just like making it a really fun experience where I'm listening to music that makes me feel good and I'm enjoying the sunshine. And I think any moment can really be a moment of self-love if you're really intentional about it. And I think that's the whole point is just set the intention around it. I make my bed every single morning because I love the feeling of coming home and my room looking all picked up. Mm -hmm. And that is like a form of self-care because then I don't get stressed when I get home. You know, it's just anything you kind of put that intention behind. Absolutely. And I love that you gave those examples because I think it's a perfect testament that yes, of course, self-love can look many different ways and it doesn't have to be this picture perfect. This is how it looks. This is how it is. This is exactly what everything needs to be. Mm -hmm. That's just not true. You get to kind of formulate that for whatever feels good to you. Which yeah, I agree. Is really incredible. I mean, that's. I think that 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 there alone, like, should release so much judgment alone, and so much give you freedom to know that, hey, I can find love and joy in so many ways. That's so unique to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it's different for everybody. It's like. I always tell my clients, like, what would feel really good? What would feel really good to up your self-care practice? Is it starting to cook more? I hate cooking, so I get a meal delivery service, but maybe that's what lights somebody else up. Is it Uh taking walks with your dog? Is it going and getting drinks with your friends? Like, that is all self-love. Whatever sounds really exciting and really, like, energy building to you, like, just go do it. And I think it's really important to do something for your, like, self-care, self-love every single day. And that's why I've made it part of, like, a ritual almost because it's then it's incorporated all the time. It's a ritual that continues and continues and we build on it all the time. And another thing is like, okay, maybe you're doing something for self-love and then it gets boring, change it up. And like, don't be afraid to switch it up. Even though the whole internet tells you, you need to do a face mask and take a bowl bath and drink wine. That doesn't mean you have to do that for the rest of your life. Do what's exciting to you. No, I love that. Let's like dive into manifestation because can you just give a basis? I'm sure almost everybody that listens to this is like, yes, I know manifestation. I love manifestation. (laughs) But for those who are like, okay, I still just don't fully get it. What Mm -hmm. is this M word? Can you just kind of describe (laughs) it a little bit in your words and then we'll dive into more after. So just start with describing it. Yeah. I always describe manifestation as the process of just creating your dream reality. And then I always say that everything ever in life has been created twice, once in somebody's mind and then once in the physical reality. And that is manifestation. Um, I'm, I study French in college and the word manifestation is in like every French book. They'll be like, and this was the manifestation of his love and blah, 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 blah. So it's just a process of how something is created. Um, and we can use that in a really empowering way because it means 
that, oh, we just think about something and then you take the action steps and then you have that. It's like creating the first iPhone, like making your coffee in the morning, you know, getting a car, like somebody had to think up that car before it was created. Mm -hmm. So it's just this process of creation. And if you're a very practical kind of grounded person, think of it in terms of setting a goal and then achieving the goal. That's all it is. And with it being kind of a buzzword right now, I think that gets lost in translation. People are like, oh, you shouldn't hustle because alignment and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, manifestation is the same thing as setting a goal and achieving it. So if that resonates with you more, just use those terms, but it's all the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. Okay. So um, I'd love to hear some of the cool things that you've manifested and like how they came together. And then <laughs> yeah. I want to go over some tips and tricks, but I think it's just fun totally. to talk about some of the things that you've, you've, you've like brought into the world, right. That came mm-hmm. to you, like where you're like, Oh my God, I didn't know how this was going to work out. And it did. Um, so totally. I'd love to hear some examples. Oh my God. I have two that I love to talk about. Yes. They're like crazy. So one was pretty recently. Um, in March I was in Cancun. I was hosting an event for some of my high level clients and I brought my assistant with me and we stayed at the Ritz Carlton. It was great. Um, yeah, when I booked the room online, they didn't have an option for a suite. And I was kind of like, Oh, that's annoying. Like I'm hosting an event, kind of wanted a suite, have a living room. But I was like, you know what, whatever. And my, me and my assistant, while we were flying to Cancun, we were kind of like, we're going to manifest an upgrade. Like we're going to manifest a suite. And so we're like, great, decided, done and done. I get everything I want all the time. So it's one of my affirmations. Mm-hmm. And we got to the Ritz Carlton and they were like, oh, you got a king size bed with an ocean view and a balcony, blah, blah, blah. Reading off all the things that I'd ordered in online when I booked the room. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, it'll be ready in 20 minutes. And so I was like, okay. I was like, well, dang, like they didn't upgrade us. Like what's going to happen. But I still held the faith and me and Joe, that's my assistant's name. Mm-hmm. We didn't say anything about it. We were both just kind of like, mm, it's the room, but like, we still know we're going to get upgraded. <laughs> so we get into our normal room and it was still pretty big. It was a nice room, whatever. And we had unpacked all of our stuff. I actually had a client call. So Joe like unpacked all of our bags and set up all the clothes and all of that. And then we sat down on the bed when I was done with my call and we were like, okay, do we grab drinks? Do we get food? Do we go to the beach? What do we want to do? And just all of a sudden we hear this loud noise coming from the bathroom and it was just like this bang and a crash. And we look at each other and we're like, what the hell is that? And so I get up and I go in the bathroom and a painting fell off the wall in like the closet that the toilet was in. And neither of us were even in the bathroom. I don't know how this happened, but it like knocked the phone straight off the wall and the phone and the whole like phone thing. Cause they were like home phones fell into the toilet. And like, oh, it was just no. like a hot. Oh. <laughs> and so I come out and I go, Joe, the fucking painting fell off the wall. And he just looks at me and he was like, is this how we're getting upgraded? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so he calls the front desk and they were like, oh my gosh, like we'll move you rooms. We'll get you something nicer, blah, 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 blah. And they moved us into a room that was actually smaller and less nice. So Joe was like, I need to talk to a manager. This is unacceptable. Um, and they didn't have any suites available because there were a ton of celebrities and rappers staying at the hotel because of a spring break concert. So they were like, you guys will have to wait. And then tomorrow we can put you in a suite. And then we got the only suite in the entire hotel that had two full bathrooms and had like a full living room, a double deck. It was amazing. And all from a fucking painting falling off the wall. I was just- <laughs> 
mind I was like That's this so really awesome yeah I'm like this really goes to show we can never know how things are gonna unfold like we never know so that one's amazing I love then, it I love the story I feel like you're telling me story I'm like sitting here like yeah like, where's my popcorn yeah <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like tell me more okay you it's go. so crazy <laughs> and then the second one happened when I it was in October and I was in Hawaii for a mastermind event and I spent all of my money to go on this trip. I wasn't making a ton of money in my business at that time. I was only like a couple months in. I spent all my money on my plane ticket and the event was also at the Ritz Carlton. So that was like super out of my budget at the time, but I was splitting a room with the girls and basically had $25 in my bank account. But I also had like a mastermind bill due that week and I had to pay rent as soon as I got home. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna pay for all this. But it was the first time I fully just surrendered to the universe. And I was like, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but like everything's always gonna work itself out. Like I'm not gonna go broke and homeless. I'm unaccept like I'm so unavailable for that. And I was like, you know what, it's just gonna happen. Whatever. I don't care how it's just gonna happen. So we go through the whole trip. I manifested a bunch of random shit, but not the money. And I was kind of a little stressed, but I was just dealing with it, enjoying Hawaii. And I finally go to the airport to leave and it was raining that day. So they actually couldn't send out a full plane because it was unsafe to fly um, over sea, like over the water while I was storming with a full plane. And I had bought the cheapest ticket. So I was like group nine of boarding and I was actually denied access to boarding because uh, they couldn't fill the plane. And I had no idea when I got to the gate, it was like time to board and nobody was boarding and I hadn't heard any announcements. I was like, why aren't people boarding? Like I was so confused. But I was like, yeah, I'll wait. And then they started asking for volunteers to knock it on the plane. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not anxious to get home. I'll wait. I'll stay an extra night. Yeah. So I like got in line for the volunteer stuff. Um, and then the plane took off, whatever. And I knew I wasn't getting on. And so they start calling up all the volunteers and they don't call my name. So they were basically saying that I hadn't volunteered. And I was like, Oh no, because they're offering volunteers like hotel plus like a thousand dollar travel voucher. And I was yeah. like, am I going to have to sleep in the airport? Like I don't have money for a hotel. I don't know what's going to happen. And I was literally the last person at the gate. They took care of everybody before me. It was like one in the morning because oh it was a late gosh. flight. And I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. And they call me up finally. They reschedule my flight for the next day. And they're like, here you go. You're going to stay at this hotel, which was a five-star beach resort hotel. And they're like, here are your um, passes to get taxis so I can get free taxis to and yeah. from the airport. And I was like, okay, awesome. Great. And I like grab my tickets and they're like, oh wait, ma'am, do you want to be compensated with a $1,500 travel voucher? Or do you want to check for $1,350? What? Was that how much your flight cost to begin with? <laughs> no, it was $400. And I said, check please. <laughs> How it, does that even like, happen? What do they do? I was like, I don't understand. Just for your shadow. Like, yeah, just for like, compensation for the inconvenience. Wow. It was crazy. Like, I literally went from freaking out, like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to sleep in the airport. Like, I can't pay for a hotel to literally walking away with like three five star beach resort, a full extra day in Hawaii. Cause I didn't, my flight wasn't oh until like 6 p.m. the next yeah. day. Um, free taxis, walking away with a check. And wow. <laughs> it was so weird because my hotel is actually right next to a hotel one of my mastermind sisters was staying at because she decided to stay a couple extra days. So I got to hang out with her for a day. And yeah. I didn't even need the taxi for the last or for going back to the airport because she had rented a car. And so the taxi person had called me and they were like, well, can we just have the voucher? Because I assume they get paid from that. And I was like, sure, I'm not going to use it. And so they meet up 
with me and they just handed me a $20 bill because I like gave them the taxi oh voucher. So it was That's so awesome. wild. And I just remember walking out of the airport being like, what the fuck just happened? That's so awesome. Okay. These stories have to get people like on their seat and be like, okay, so tell me how I can become a better <laughs> manifester. Like what are actual tangible things I can do to practice mm-hmm. manifestation Etc. Because I think that sometimes um, manifestation, people, the way people talk about it, sounds like it's so spiritual and it's like so yeah. out there. And people are like, "So what am I supposed to do?" So like, I think <laughs> right. breaking it down into tangible things. Okay, this is an exercise you can work on. Would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you can give us a couple of those, that'd be great. Yeah, totally. So like I said in the beginning, I really like to tell people to just decide. And so for you to decide, you actually have to have clarity. So what is it that you want? Like, do you want a house? Do you want more money? Do you want a car? Do you want a free vacation? Like get really, really clear on the things that you want. Because when I think of, um, like Cancun, when I wanted a suite, I knew I wanted a living room. I knew I wanted a separate bathroom. So like the girls could use that bathroom. I knew I wanted a big balcony because we would have like brunches and dinners and stuff. Um, so I was really, really clear on what I wanted. And Joe and I actually decided we were like, we want something on the main floor as well. And that's exactly what we got. So it was like, be really clear. And then decide that you're going to have it. That's really, really, really important. And I think a lot of people overlook it and it is such a simple thing, but it's like, you need to not entertain any other idea other than the mm. fact that you're going to receive the thing you want. So mm. my dream car is a Range Rover and I'm actually going to be buying it once I move to California next year. Um, I'm waiting because I don't want to drive it from Nebraska to California, but it's like, I'm so certain that like when I get there, I'm going to go buy it. So like, of course, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to get the exact one I want. And it's just because it's a decision that I've made so firmly that it's just like a part of me. So you need to get really clear. You need to decide. And then for the tangible things, I always like to write down in my journal, like, what would you have me do? And then like the first like three to five things that come up, I always bullet point them. And I literally make that like my to-do list for the day. So say you want to make like, maybe you want like a thousand dollar day in your business and you like journal through your fears, journal through the doubts. That's a huge part of it too. Cause you have to clear all the limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, write down, what would you have me do? Maybe it's going to be do a, do a Facebook live. Maybe it's going to be send an extra email. Maybe it's going to promo like your favorite product. Maybe you want to open up two more spots for one-on-one and you have to take that practical action with it or else it's not going to be able to come through because exactly. the manifestation you have to move the vibes around. You have to mm-hmm. shift something. Um, and then shifting your beliefs as well. So figuring out what would you have me do and who would you be if you already had it? And just kind of assuming that energy, like that doesn't mean you need to go out and buy the Louis Vuitton purse today. Like you can just be the version of you who would already have the thing that you want. So mm-hmm. those are kind of my, um, little tips, like be really, really clear, decide and know that, that like, that's the only outcome you're available for. Do your mindset work. What would you have me do? And who would you be? Those are like the most important things that I can tell you guys to do. <laughs> no, I think that that's all super, super, super powerful. Um, because that's the problem is I think that people just think it's unattainable because it sounds so like, well, what does that even mean? So I'm so glad you broke this down and told your stories because it's so true. Things can happen in ways that we would never envision possible. And it's always Mm -hmm. in our favor, but sometimes we we freak out a little bit. I love that you explained, like Mm -hmm. I was just freaking out. I had no idea where I was going to stay that night. I thought I was going to the airport. I love that you told that part too, because it it is true. Sometimes it it doesn't always look exactly how we think it's going to look. And like, 
a hundred percent of the time it doesn't look how we think it's going to look like, you know, but, it, but it's going to come <laughs> together when we hold the faith and we activate that even when mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's going to work out. We activate that constantly to know that, you know what, I'm always taken care of. I'm always supported totally. and it's going to work mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah. but I love this. Okay. So this podcast is really all about stepping into your fiercely unstoppable self. So (laughs) can you tell us just maybe another time that you overcame an obstacle and when you did, you just felt truly victorious. Mm, yeah. So my high school life was a hot fucking mess. And one of my taglines is like from shit show to front row. Cause my life was really <laughs> a shit show. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was 16, I was living all alone. My parents had gotten divorced and my dad, I lived at home with my dad. My dad got a girlfriend and moved to Tennessee. Um, and he would, he would leave and like not come back for like months and not really tell me, um, which is fine. It made me like such a strong person, but I always tell this for like my scholarship essays for when I applied for college. Cause they were like, well, what was the most def- like defining point in your entire life? And for me, it was that point where I was literally in high school. I was head captain of the cheer squad. I was like in two different clubs. I worked three jobs. Like I had a broken down car. Like it was just like every disaster and every like busy part of my schedule that could ever be busy was busy, but I just had to look myself in the mirror and be like, am I going to make this work or not? You know, it's kind of like the fight or flight mode, which is not ideal, but it was like me really stepping up to the plate and being like, okay, like I'm either going to make this happen and come out on top or I'm going to drop out and like become the statistic that I'm supposed to be right now. Um, And clearly I chose um, to make it work and to make things happen. And I ended up getting, like I said, I get paid to go to school. So I got like tons of scholarships. I got really good grades in high school. I made pretty good money for a high schooler because I was working a lot. Um, And it just like really showed me how strong of a person I can be. I wouldn't, even though my life in high school looked like a wreck, um, I wouldn't change any of it because it taught me some, so many valuable lessons about being independent and being strong, but also really asking for help when I needed it. I had, um, like a young married couple that I was friends with. I would always like go and cry in their apartment and just be like, I just need somebody to make me dinner and like, listen to me and really asking for that support. Um, and it just like made me feel super like fiercely unstoppable because I knew that I could always figure shit out. And I think that's one thing that makes me um, really good at manifesting is that I know it's always going to work out. Like even when my life was like at its worst, lowest point, it still worked out. And it's been like that ever since. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's the epitome, you know, of fierce and supple. I mean, this is the whole, the whole thing, right? It's where not everything is just shits and giggles and rainbows and and sparkles, right? But it's it's when you go through the shit knowing that you're going to come out of it and that nothing is going to get in the way of what you truly desire. And you really Mm -hmm. become unstoppable towards where you are going, which is so, so true. So this has been awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So wow. Can you just tell us maybe the thing that you were most (laughs) excited about maybe in your business and your life, whatever. Yeah. Well, right now I'm just really excited that I have two days of school left. <laughs> that is like the best thing ever. 
and I'm doing a bunch of travel on Thursday. I'm going to New York city next month. I'm going to LA and then I'm actually going to Bali for the summer. So all the things I'm super excited about that. And I'm just super excited because I'm launching like a next level program for like my high level clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I normally just teach like manifestation mindset, but I'm opening up a program to teach like manifesting marketing because marketing is like one of my like huge passions. I just love it for whatever reason. Um, and so I'm just super excited about that to kind of help people create momentum in their marketing so they can start to magnetize the things that they want. Because they feel like a lot of people know about manifestation, but they don't know how to use it super intentionally for marketing and how you can really like grow yourself with just a couple of little shifts. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love it. Tell us where we can find you. Where can everybody find you so they can see more of you? They can see your trips Mm -hmm. and all the fun things. So good. Um, on Instagram, I'm at the Michaela J and I also have a podcast. It's the mindset magic and manifestation podcast. Check it out. It's my baby. And I'm actually going to be getting back on YouTube. I used to do YouTube for a while, but with school, it got crazy. So I'm Michaela J on YouTube and you will be able to catch me doing like weekly vlogs, follow me around in my life, um, fashion videos and tons and tons of travel vlogs, of course. So come hang out with me on one of the three. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we had such a great conversation. Like the time so just like, flew by and I love, I know. love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.